So I'd like to welcome one of our friends and guests to the show this um, afternoon, Herring Grenada. I'm in the Spice Isle, and he's been so kind to join us from the UK via audio uh, for all of our rum friends, community bartenders, and anyone who has any interest in the tasting of rum or anything new on the rum scene um, here in the UK. So please welcome Mark Rainier from Brook Laddie, Waterford, Renegade Rum, and all the rest of the wonderful things that you've done. Mark, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the show today. Pleasure, pleasure. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. And um, for all of our listeners, we really want to get to know, well, who is Mark? Because you're such a fascinating person and you've got an oh, interesting sorry. perspective on things, um, particularly yeah. where spirits are. So I just want to take a moment. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but you started off in yeah. the wine industry trade. Yeah. Yeah. You then, years ago. How, when was that? 40 years ago. 40 years. 1980, yeah. Great. And what are some of the so things year, that you did it, in wine? Uh, well, I've, I've been a bit of all of it. Uh, um, I've owned a, a, a small vineyard. Um, I've bottled wine, shipped wine, uh, wholesaled wine, labelled wine, retailed wine. And then 20 years ago, mm -hmm. so it's exactly halfway through, um, I then went into... Um, the spirit side, right? Retailing spirits, wholesaling spirits, uh, uh, whiskey, bottling whiskey, distilling whiskey, yeah. growing barley. Um, so, so I, I, I sort of see it from, from you know from both sides, uh, um, you know, from production through to selling. Uh, um, you know, I've seen I've seen both sides. So, so I, I think I have. It gives me a rather rather uh, um, special. Overview. Of course, I think, it does. Um, of, of, of the industry, and and so that actually brings me on to sort of in the two thousands, you 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 jumped into what is known now as Brook Laddie. Um, mm. well, uh, it was two thousand exactly two thousand nineteenth of December two thousand. Right, and uh, and you bought the distillery for a mere six million, small amount of pocket change. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it, it was actually the, the distillery was free. Oh, really? uh, um, it was it was the stock we bought. We bought a, a um, 1.2 million liters of aging Brooklady whiskey going back wow. to 1964. Wow! Um, and pretty much the distillery was thrown in. Fantastic! And then a decade later, here you are selling Brooklady, what everybody knows now. Um, as a wonderful uh, whiskey for 58 million. So in that time, you've managed to, you know, just add this much interest and, and create such a strong brand um, that yeah. everybody in the... In the well, well, but, well, yes, I mean, a lot of blood, sweat and tears goes into it. I can tell you that for starters. Uh, um, I mean, I had to move, you know, uplift my family and, and, and sort of move to this 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 wild island on the west coast of scotland of course the, you know the cultural shock was was pretty pretty dramatic um and you know it was it was it wasn't plain sailing it wasn't plain sailing at all it was very very difficult we nearly went bust twice uh, um you know we we, we we you know it was tough uh um 
and we had to uh, create a new brand. We had to, uh, it, was, it was a bit of a two part exercise because the first part was obviously adding value to the stock that we bought mm. at full market value, um, creating a new brand, and then at the same time distilling whiskey the way. You know, I wanted to do it. Right. Uh, um, and, and that's where a lot of my wine background came in. I wanted to apply uh, um, quite a few uh, principles that I'd uh, acquired from, from, from my uh, um, involvement in the wine trade. Right. Uh, you know, the renaissance of uh, um, the Burgundian vineyards in, in, in the 80s and 90s. Um, you know, the, 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 the exploration into you know, wood and, and, and the different forests and the different oaks Beautiful. and the different casks uh, um, and how they could be used with subtlety um, and things like organics and biodynamics, all these things, you know, rediscovering terroir uh, um, that they'd lost, you know, after the Second World War, thanks to the agrochemical industry and, 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 and you know, sort of uh, cooperative, you know, winemaking. Mm. So, so uh, it was it was a very interesting period, uh, and that sort of instilled a lot of uh, um, things that I just wanted to apply to whiskey because uh, you know you couldn't help thinking you know surely we can do this better, uh, um, and that that was the the, the, the reasoning in, in 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 sort of really the, the the thing that gave me great pleasure was was distilling whiskey the way I wanted to do it. Um, whilst we had to sell whiskey that had been distilled by somebody else right. in a way that I wouldn't have done it. So, so it was a bit of a, you know, a, um, a, double, a double-edged sword. Um, and then as the time went by, um, you know, the stocks that we'd, we'd, buy, we'd bought, um, we'd wind down, and those that we distilled ourselves wind up, and you get a crossover mo- moment where you sort of, the emphasis is now on the spirit that we'd made with the mm. values that we'd put in right. place. Um, and, that's, and that's a very exciting moment. Yeah, I mean, it was said that, or you said, or, or somebody said, <laughs> that your aim was to, to get the attention that it truly deserved. And I guess that's how you set out with Brooke Laddie, to, to add your expressions and add the value, like you said, to that stock um, and get it, get it the yeah, attention I mean, that I mean, it deserves. Yeah. You know, let, let's let's not get totally sort of doughy-eyed about it. You know, that, 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 you know, it's 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 hard business. Yes. Uh, um, you know, you you bought an asset for X, and you've got to uh, um, sell it. You can't sell it for X. You've got to sell it for X plus. You know, whatever. Right. Um, so 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 we had to uh, um, take these stocks of whiskeys, um, erratically aged too. I mean, they weren't they weren't it wasn't sort of rectilinear. It, it was it was. You know, some years we had lots, some years we had nothing at all. Mm. Um, a lot of it in, in, in sort of wood that wasn't really very good. Uh, um, and, you know, so it, it, it took a huge effort to, to, to get our inventory, you know, up to speed. Right. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, physical effort, um, introducing new wood, uh, um, new types of wood and, and new barrel types. Uh, um, and... You know, at the same time, you know, you are distilling or laying down stock directly linked to, you know, what you're selling. So if you, if you sell, uh, a, you know, a million quid's worth of uh, whiskey, then, you know, we distill a million quid's worth 
uh, of new whiskey who buys some barley. So it was directly related. Mm. Um, and that was frustrating. That was frustrating. So, so, so we never really had enough of the early years Got uh, um, at our disposal when we really needed it. Right. And so, of course, Brook Lady winds down. Uh, you guys sell the shareholders and everybody agrees. Uh, yeah, sure that, well, that, well, it. well, it wasn't everybody agree that that was in yes. itself yes. a story. Uh, um, I can, you know, it's, it's recorded elsewhere. But yes. I was not a happy bunny. I realise. Uh, uh, um, you know, the, the the rug was pulled from under my feet. Mm. I had work, you know, still to do. I had unfinished business. Right. Um, and it was a very sad moment for me. Uh, um, you know, we we we'd, uh, dragged this uh, um, that business into into. Uh, uh, into being, and it was going very, very well. Um, and you know, there was more to do. Gotcha. Um, it, it, it's a bit like sort of when you're, you're putting a pillar, a post, a fence post in concrete, mm. and if you start wiggling that round before the concrete set, well, it, it's never going to be very strong. Right. Um, and that's sort of how I felt that you know we hadn't solidified uh, um, everything the way I wanted it. Okay. Uh, anyhow, so I found myself, you know, twiddling my thumbs, um, and that's when I uh, started Waterford in yes, Ireland, which is where I was um, going next. So in 2014, yeah. you saw a Diageo Brewery, Guinness Brewery. Is that what? Yeah, it, is? Well, well, it, it was um, a Guinness Brewery. Right, a Guinness yeah. Brewery, uh, um, very, very modern, uh, brand new, built in well, built in 2004, um, and it was uh, sitting there. Uh, shut down a decade later right. as Diageo retrenched uh, their brewing into Dublin. Okay. So, you know, a, a very shiny, state-of-the-art uh, brewery mm. um, in Waterford, which is on the south coast of Ireland. Right. Um, 210 miles due south from, from Isla, from right. Brookladdy. So, so not far. You know, it's almost a different climate zone. You know, it's the same... The same Latitude is Cambridge. Mm. Um, and so the barley, of course, there grows, you know, very, very well indeed. And so I followed the barley. I went, I went to, to, to Ireland. Uh, um, at the time, there wasn't much going on. It's, it's now a height of activity. Right. Um, but it, 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 I followed the barley, barley being the raw ingredient, the primary raw ingredient of single malt whiskey. Mm. It's where all the flavor comes from, which is sort of heretical to say because... You know, the industry would like to tell you it's all to do with the wood. Right. Um, and I beg to differ. It's not. It's the, you know, the three raw ingredients are barley, yeast and water. Um, right. And the flavor is contained within the barley. Otherwise, we'd use maize or anything or, or, or rye or any of, of these other cereals, which are a hell of a lot cheaper. Mm. But we don't. We use barley because it has all that flavor. Right. So, so uh, um, you know, the focus for me was... Um, getting that natural flavour from the barley. Right. So, and that's where you kind of pay special attention to things, I think. You, 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 uh, that's, that's the area to me that, you know, when I think of Mark, I think of this passion and knowledge and, and breaking things down and building things back up and, and getting exactly this science of your spirits across mm. to the consumer Um in a way that is palatable, and so with the with the whiskey, it's the barley, and of course, then what happened? Well, how did you move from? Well, where did Renegade come into this? When when did you decide about yeah. the rum? I mean, well, I yeah. know you from. Well, there, um, there is 
there is a bit of an overlap, and right. there is a theme running oh, here, which, right. you, which you, you've probably gathered. Yes. Uh, um, and and, and the, you know, the theme is, uh, is natural uh, whiskey. You know, no colouring, no flavouring, letting the raw ingredients do the talking. Right. Uh, um, and that comes from my wine uh, experiences in Burgundy. You know, mm. you don't go colouring Burgundy. You don't go, you know, it, it, you let the, the, the terroir talk. Um, so, so uh, uh, the, the 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 rum idea came from uh, or Renegade. Came, it was an independent bottling company uh, that we started at at uh, Brooklady. Um, I, I have one here. Two, 2008, I think it was. Yeah, right. I've got the uh, 1996 um, Grenada. It's almost. It was almost. Uh, it was almost well, written. Story there. <laughs> Have you have you drunk any of it? I have some some years ago, yeah. and it's so funny because Mark, at the time I remember drinking. I was in France. I was in Paris, uh, close to Rue de Rivoli, yeah. and I'd, I'd I'd gone to a a, a rum place, a, a shop, uh, wine well, well, merchants, should I say, rum merchants, and uh, and they're called uh, Cave or Rum, and they just opened. A lovely gentleman called Freddie owns it. And uh, and they didn't have much in the way of, of Grenada. And yeah. they had this particular rum. And I thought, okay, yeah. I'll buy it. And I remember tasting it. And at that time, sweet rums were the go. So they weren't, yeah. rums weren't dry. Everything had the dosage and a bit of sweetness added to it. And so that's what I was used to, especially the British-style yeah. sweetened rums. Yeah. And I remember tasting it and thinking, oh, God, <laughs> this is very dry. <laughs> Yeah. But then later on, I, with my education as it grew, uh, where rum is concerned, um, I went back to it, uh, and and it was delicious, and um, yeah. I really got. Tell us about the the, the barrel aging because well, yes, yeah. Well, 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 I mean, the, the, the story there, the the, the 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 independent bottling company we set up was mm. was to take advantage. Uh, um, it, it, sort of mirroring how I got into whiskey in the first place, which was, you know, we started with an independent company bottling other people's whiskey. Right. Um, because it was being given away, you know, for peanuts. Uh, um, and this was, this was back in the early 80s. Right. Um, and it was an amazing period. You couldn't go wrong. Uh, but those, those stocks all dried up. And that's when you think, well, hold on a second, this whiskey, there's more to it than, than that. Mm. And, you know, if those stocks are drying up, well, I'm going to have to make my own. Fair enough. And so the, the same sort of scenario happened with, 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 with the rum in that we, you know, we, we, we were being offered these barrels of, of, of rum from distilleries that no longer existed, right. like Westerhall. Yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, they were stored in the U.K., they were, you know, being being offloaded bit by bit. They were pretty good value, yeah. but more importantly, they were, they, they, you know, this was like rum that you'd never seen before. Right. Um, and you know, you buy these barrels and you, you know, put them, you know, match them up, put them together, um, and then you know, so you had enough to 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 put in the market. Mm. And we called that renegade rum because it was right. a bit renegade. It was a bit sort of, you know, sort of uh, um, outside the, you know, the norm. Mm. Uh, and it was natural rum, the same principle, no right. colorings, yeah. no additives, no chill filtering. Wonderful. Just the straight rum doing its own thing. And uh, so just... Um, and, yeah? I just wanted to say, because you, you were very much ahead of your, your time 
in terms of where the rum industry has gone? Because I, I do believe that um, at that time, a lot of people didn't appreciate or understand, like you were saying, this natural rum presented in its yeah. its complete naked form. Now in the rum industry, we have a lot of conversation um, yeah. and dialogue about sweetened rums and, and premium rums and all these words that um, may stick and may not stick or great marketing terms, but what do they really mean? And so mm. um, there's a huge forum right now um, about this. And um, and so it's interesting that you were showing the market that before we were talking about it. Mm. So, well, yes. I mean, I, you know, if you don't chill filter um, spirit, mm. uh, you get a lot more uh, mouthfeel, you get a lot more richness, but cool. more importantly, you get a lot, hell of a lot more flavour. Right. Uh, because part of the chill filtration process is you're removing some of those flavours that were created at distillation. Right. And then this thing about sweetening, you know, I, I mean, whiskey yeah. is, you know, has you know, that, that wonderful thing where you're allowed to add E150 if it's to stabilise the colour. Right. You know, to, so you can standardise a colour. But you're not allowed to add E150 if it's to sweeten the whiskey. Right. So on the one hand, you can add it for colour, but you can't add it to sweeten. Mm. And yet it's the same product. Same thing, yeah. you know, so, 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 you know, it, it's, it's not all perfect in the whiskey world either, don't, believe me. Uh, um, but, but, you know, you've got a, a naturally sweetened, you know, a, 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 a spirit that, that, that has, a, has a richness and sweetness. Why on earth do you want to add more? Right. Uh, apart from the calorific, horrific cal- calorific uh, you know, value that you're adding, it doesn't need it. Uh, um, particularly, uh, um, a, more, a more sophisticated palate is seriously turned off by it. Of course. Uh, um, and, and so, do, you know, bottling uh, uh, um, rum naturally, you know, it's just second nature to me. I mean, it, it made a difference. So, 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 but but again, like the whiskey, these barrels, uh, it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to work out that if the distillery didn't exist and hadn't existed for the last 10, 20 years, mm. the chances of there being much of that stock around right. are, are very slight. Yeah. And so, you know, and true enough, very quickly, we found that all the decent barrels, all the decent, you know, uh, distillers were disappearing very, very quickly. Um, so you came to a point where you think, well, how do we progress this? Right. Is there anything worth progressing? Or mm. do we just put it all to bed and say, thank you very much, that was fun, and move on to the next thing? And I thought, I thought again that, that here was something that perhaps I could have a go myself. Perhaps okay. I could do this. Perhaps I could do a better job. Uh, um, and so a, a sort of journey started uh, um, of trying to find a distillery like Brookladdy mm. that I could buy. Um, and I started at the top of the Caribbean and I worked all my way down. Uh, um, and I found, uh, well, f- frankly, I found I, you know, it was pretty horrific what I, I, I realized. You know, there, there was very old technology, very old uh, uh, um, production uh, procedures and values, um, nothing at all that I was, uh, um, you know, you know, enamoured by, um, and you know, there was nothing worth buying. Um, the one or two that I came across, you think, well, actually, there's something here 
um, it was just not compatible. Right. Um, I went to the Pacific. I looked at Fiji, uh, Martin, it, it, um, um, Reunion, uh, Mauritius, and the same sort of thing. You know, they, they were either very small scale, in which case there was nothing to buy, mm. or they were family controlled, family owned, and they weren't going to sell, or they were huge industrial, um, and you didn't want to go near them. Right. So, so it became clear that I was going to have to build my own. Well, that, that brings um, me on so, to to where you are now, which is the absolutely <laughs> amazing and magnificent on the cusp. Renegade Rum yeah. Distillery in Grenada. Now, I just want to, of course, tell our listeners what this means to me, because being Grenadian and, and loving rum, um, <laughs> this is almost like heaven has come to meet me on my doorstep. <laughs> Um, yeah. because it's all for you, Lisa. It's all for I you. know, I know. <laughs> I felt it when I was there yesterday. <laughs> um, I want to tell the, the listeners um, that we that yesterday I I, I mean I, I go to the distillery a few times now I've been and um, and I will say that every time I go it blows me away just that little bit more. But yesterday <laughs> was really special and it was really special because number one one of my favorite people in Grenada on this island Devon who is just uh, what a gem and what a you could just listen to him all day um I, I went around with him and it was just me and him so I was ever so lucky to have that one-on-one -on -one attention with him um we went through this distillery and um and there's just so much I understand why everybody in the rum industry, from bartenders to rum aficionados, rum specialists, I'm sure even distillery owners should be excited about this just because of what it means for rum and and, and also the future of rum, in my opinion. Um, but I wanted to take our listeners, especially because of this time that we're in at COVID, where people can't travel to see what's happening at Renegade Rum Distillery and see the magic that's going on there. I wanted to see if we could take an audio walk through your distillery, you and I, um, and, and just go through some of the things that I saw yesterday. Um, and and just what, what the thought, of course, you know, you're the machine behind this, the mentality behind it. I remember going for a walk with you through this five acre land that you have in, in conference and, um, and, and you was explaining it all imaginary to me and, and I must say Mark I got some of it back then but didn't quite see the magnitude of what you had in plan until I went yesterday and saw all the bolts and nuts put together so, it's just it was well, just I mean, I mean, breathtaking the, 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 thing, the thing is you know, you, one can have a vision and one can bring together, it's about bringing together the people uh, um, that share that, 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 that dream. And, and, and I think between uh, Devon, who when the first time I met him, I thought, well, you know, this is, this is the man for me. This is it. it, it we, we just, you know, he understood everything that I was talking about right. instantly. And then, you know, his counterpart is Eric, a yeah. very laid back uh, um, Kentucky a uh, 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 distiller mm. who's the chief engineer yeah and you know without the two of them and and they get on like a house on fire you know it's it's about sort of you know people and and and, and getting a team together of people that that sort of really get on and 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 boy does it make a difference when you get that 
Well, I just um, wanted to and, say and, and, and commend you. And it transcends you. through everything else. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, two things and, and just commend you for that. Because when walking through the distillery, um, what really hit my heart, I think, was just seeing how many Grenadians are participating in this uh, project and yeah, just seeing them yeah. feel really proud about it, probably getting more involved yeah. in rum from a scientific point of view. Um, and just, you know, I, I was watching some guys working on your double retort still there. And they were they were in it, and I was just like, look at them, you know, do they have any knowledge on on, on this still? And they were like, no, actually, some of it they've well, well, learned they, on the job. All local lads, mm. they're all local lads, all local lads who we interviewed in an extensive uh, uh, system, and we, we we said that this is about people with the right attitude, right? Uh, and if you've got the right attitude, that counts more than a bit of paper, of course. Um, and and so. These lads um, rallied. Um, they've learned from the various uh, uh, um, companies that we've involved in, in providing, you know, the hardware. Um, we, 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 we attached them to their workforces so they could see how these things got put together and how they will work. And then, of course, with COVID and all that, you know, the, it, we've had to do the rest on our own. Of course. And these guys have risen to the challenge. They, Absolutely they've been trained they under Eric uh, uh, and, uh, and Ollie, uh, our, our mechanical engineer. Um, and, the, you know, the, these guys who, if you'd said a couple of years ago that these guys would be putting together a distillery, um, you know, they'd, they'd have laughed at you. Um, but they've really, really responded well. And particularly in this last phase, <coughs> When you know nobody can travel to the island, mm. you know all the all the all the sort of mill commissioning and and the boiler commission, you know we've had to do it ourselves using virtual reality in, in several cases. Uh, um, so so it, it, it is a great testament. Um, I knew that this was possible because you know we've done it before. Uh, um, I think I think it surprised a lot of people on Grenada. Uh, um, you know just what can be done if you've got the the right sort of environment and the right people in it. And, and remember, you know, the only non-Grenadians involved in this is Eric, the chief engineer from, from, from Kentucky. Mm. Ollie, who's an agricultural engineer. Uh, Freddie, who's an agricultural uh, uh, farm uh, uh, manager. Right, and he works um, very closely with me. Devon, doesn't he, Freddie? Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah but that's mm. it. Wow. Everybody else is Grenadian. And I've I've met BJ as well, who's in agriculture. What a yep. gem as well! Just yeah, very close to my heart. So, um, B- but, but but I think it's, it it shows you what is possible. Of course, you know, everybody go. Oh well, you know we're staffed, we're staffed. Blah, 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 blah. Well, no, yeah, every anything is possible yeah. in Grenada or anywhere else uh, if you've got the right project with the right drive and the vision uh, um, and the right people to implement it. You know, it's it's. Uh, you know, I feel very strongly about that. Right. So we're going to just take our listeners uh, for the last segment of the show through a audio walk through the distillery and the things that I saw yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing that I, when I arrived, and of course, Devon gave me a very warm welcome, um, is I, I got um, up to the welcome room, uh, which had a, the most wonderful breeze and view one of my favourite spots. I sat out there for a while. I was like, oh, do I have to go inside? Yeah, it was really, 
Very nice. You, <laughs> can, you can see the full acreage. You can see down to the sea in the, um, on the grounds of the distillery. And, yeah. uh, and then I spoke with um, Devon a little bit about just going down to the sea because I saw there were some trees that were strategically kind of left alone. It seemed that some land was cleared, mm. but then it seemed that these trees were strategically left alone. And he explained yeah. to me that they were actually um, uh, important for the environment there and so that you made the decision not to trouble those trees so that, you know, that mm. area and that patch of land could be what it was all those years ago and continue to be what it is. Mm. Uh, so, so we were up in the welcome room, and and then we went down to um, the weighing scales, um, which is where the cane would come in. So the cane yeah. would come in to go into the crushing facilities, and there was this big orange scale with an amazing, what seemed like an infrared uh, camera that uh, that that works with it. Um, and then we went down into into the cane room and saw the banana shoot. Um, and the conveyor belts and everything just being so automated. Um, explain, tell us a little bit about the cane crushing and, and the types of cane that you intend to use. Um, has has it has the yield been well, good? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the yields are, are, are extraordinary, and the and the brick is, is extraordinary. Yes, definitely. It's a volcanic island, so so the fertility is extraordinary. Nothing's been grown on it for you know for forty years or so. Right. So, so yes, the yields are are are, are um, amazing. Yeah. Uh, the principle is to use sugarcane, not molasses. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm 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 a great believer in terroir and provenance. Yes. And you know, I don't think you can get provenance with a blue barrel. Uh, um, you know, it, it, that changes the pro, changes the game. Right. I'm interested in 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 in, in terroir and how cane or barley produces different flavor compounds depending where it's grown right and the microclimate the soil the the, the, the topography of, of, of where it is so well, grenada's got great microclimates as well haven't we i mean we've got it's so so different depending on where you are you know the east Correct. the, the west the north and the south i mean it it well, really it. and, and so just for our listeners it's, it's volcanic Yes. Yeah. Just for our listeners, what, what uh, Mark is talking about is the way that the cane will affect the final taste. We're looking at the, the yeah. different types of cane and the way it will affect the, the aroma yeah. and the, the gustation or the taste of the final rum. as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that for those who aren't very familiar with rum um, and want to know, well, what has the cane, what, what, what is this, the provenance and the terroir, and why is it, why is it important um, to, to the yeah, final right. product? Uh, uh, okay, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, the majority of rum produced is, 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 is produced from molasses. Mm. Uh, um, and that was really the, the origins of the whole thing. That You, know, you make sugar, um, and sugar was the gold that was in demand. Right. Um, and then you know, the, the, the workers would realize that you know, the crap that was left over after the sugar, mm. add a bit of water to it and boil it up. Yes. And you can make um, you know, a cheap you know, rum, you know, it's like, you know, a, a spirit made basically of cast-offs. You know, of of, of, so it's very, very cheap to produce. Uh, it's the equivalent, I, I think, the way to... to, to, to uh, um, and it's, I, I don't mean... It's not meant to be rude. No. But, but it's, it's the difference between uh, grappa and um, cognac. Got you. You know, one is 
uh, um, a spirit distilled from wine, and very refined it is too. Right. And the other is a spirit uh, distilled from the debris left over after you've made wine. Right. Uh, uh, um, so, so you know, which is not so noble, uh, but it's it, but it's good value and it's good fun and it's it's rustic and it's fun, you know. Mm. So, so, so that's that's the, the, the comparison I'm trying to make here. Yeah, is we're using the primary ingredient, Lovely. the sugar cane. We're not making sugar, but we're using the sugar juice to distill it to make to make rum, and so that cane will grow differently depending on the microclimate that it's growing in. Yeah. For example, if it's on a, a flat. Uh, uh, um, at Hope, for example, it's down, it's down between two rivers. Mm. It, it's sea level. Uh, the water level's very high. The, the cane grows very quick. Uh, um, it's very robust. Uh, whereas at Antoine, uh, it's, the, it's the slopes of a volcano. Right. Um, granular soil, very hot, very, very uh, uh, exposed to the wind. Um, it grows completely differently. Right. Um, and our... Our, 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 you know, we, we, we find, you know, from the weather stations we've got, you know, the, the extraordinary changes of, of, of temperature in very short periods and the humidity that goes with it and evapotranspiration, et cetera, et cetera. All of this affects the flavor compounds in that juice. Really nice. And so the whole distillery has been designed to use field by field of cane. Yeah, and so Devon told me something eat. really exciting. He said that you're going to try and separate that so that people can taste hope, for example, and taste exactly. Antoine, for example. Exactly. And that's just magnificent. That's, that's just like whole, taking single estate to another level. Is to keep it separate yeah. on a day-by-day basis. So Beautiful. Each day's harvest, roughly sort of 70, 80 tons, yeah. will be distilled separately. Yeah. And so you'll have seen the... The fermenters, the horizontal. Oh well, fermenters. we're not there yet. So just uh, hold on, hold your horses, Mark, because uh, oh, I'm. Oh gosh, right. Because <laughs> we're walking everybody through the distillery because there's so much to cover here. But um, well, so, you, you, ought to, you ought to describe it's it's basically on two levels. It's, yes, it's quite a low level building. Yes, designed to sort of fit into the landscape. It does fit so into on, the landscape. You're absolutely right. You've got the upper, and then yeah, and then so so yeah. uh, uh, upper tier and lower tier. Absolutely, so the cane comes in at the upper tier. That's right, and it's milled as you go along. Uh, uh, um, the the uh, uh, with our mill from Brazil. Uh, so um, and and yeah. yeah, so so that mill which which I saw, which is. Um, how do I? Where do I start? So the Green mill milk. brings it all in, and then the bagasse is stored. Which then powers yeah. the rest of the distillery, well, the steam. Well, well, yeah. Well, it is. It, it, steam is what drives everything. Right. Um, and so the bagasse, uh, we've, we've got, we've got the, the, the mother of all uh, biomass boilers. Well, the only one in dollar. the Caribbean. It's vast uh, um, and it's designed um, for fuel efficiency. Um, so, so the bagasse, is fed into that in a continuous level. So the right. mill and the delivery to the to, to, to it has to uh, be constant. Mm. Uh, um, so it's all calibrated, so that the mill is fed uh, um, with that bagasse. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it's sopping wet and everything, so it has to be sort of you know, dried during that process. 
So mm. there's a huge number of heat exchangers involved. Of course. Um, to, to optimize uh, um, energy. And then it goes into this, this well, I mean, it, it's, it's 40 feet tall, this mm. vast greater uh, um, biomass boiler, to create steam. And yeah. then the steam, uh, that goes to create hot water, it goes to run the stills, and it goes also to run, um, uh, um, we call it, it's an orc, an organic yes. Rankin cycle, right. uh, which is a, a, um, an electricity generator. Um, so that steam is used uh, um, for that. So we can create electricity, um, which we can also use, as well as steam, as well as getting uh, um, uh, rid of our waste stream, i.e. the bagasse. Right. So the, the efficiency and the energy and, the, the, you know, just the, the efficiency of this distillery and everything all being self-contained and just a continuous mm-hmm. cycle of energy really well, impressed we thought, me. When we designed when we when we designed it, we designed we, we designed it from the waste stream backwards. But you're selling some end. to the grid as well, which I was like, no, <laughs> this is. I mean, you're going to have extra energy. This is just brilliant. Definitely. Well, you know, it's 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 not it's not perfect, but it but it but it goes some way to doing it. Of setting our our, our our electrical usage. Yeah. Uh, um, we, we, we looked at solar power and we looked at other things, but they're just, you know, they're just not viable. It's a scale that we need. Right. Uh, um, and, and we, I mean, we need high uh, um, pressure steam gotcha. uh, for, for distilling. And, you know, it, 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 electrical uh, stuff just cannot do that. Right. So then, of course, we've looked at the cane and you've spoke a little bit about that. And I just wanted to ask you one final question regarding the cane. Mm. Grenada, well, not just Grenada, the Caribbean have, of course, a long history with cane production here. And um, mm-hmm. there have been periods where we've had viruses and, and bacterial strains yeah. that we haven't been able to cope with. And, and so it's, mm. it's almost collapsed the industry, especially in, in places uh, mm. throughout the Caribbean. And how is Renegade going to ensure that something like that won't happen again? Or mm. if it does, you catch it early and you can extinguish yeah. it and try and find, is there going to be multiple strains? Or how are you going to deal with that without yes. giving away trade secrets? Well, 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 well several of those things. I, I, I think what you, um, uh, is often the case is, is, is when you've got uh, um, uh, um, cane or whatever the crop is. Yeah, monocrop. Uh, and, it's, and, it, and it's monocrop and, right. it, and it's, it, it's genetically not improved. Right. Um, and, and so, and so you, 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 you know, you're just taking it from the same parents all the time. And, and that, that's just asking for trouble. Of course. Um, so, so what we did is we tissue cultured uh, um, um, eight varieties uh, from uh, uh, the West Indies uh, um, Sugarcane Institute. Beautiful. And so, so they've been, they've been taken, you know, basically started right back from scratch. Mm. So, so they're, they're, the varieties are well known and they're, they're known for their um, uh, disease resistance, Beautiful. smut resistance, uh, uh, rust resistance, uh, uh, drought resistance. Uh, um, and, and so we, 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 we chose eight and then whittled it down actually to, you know, to, 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 to six. Right. Uh, that, that would and, and to find out how well they work in the different places. So we planted several varieties up all over the place, so we can see which ones uh, work best. 
um, and then juggle them around when we replant, you know, the next time. Right. Um, these, these are varieties that have been around for 20, 30 years, so, you know, they're well known. Right. Uh, they are genetically clean because they've stopped, we started from scratch. Beautiful. Um, so, so, so that's one, you know, so we're starting with a clean uh, um, genetic material. And then uh, um, we, well, we've got a, 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 an cultural drone, which is very, very useful, because um, that allows us to um, uh, seek out and spray uh, specific areas very, very quickly. Because, as you know, in that climate, things go wrong fast. Very quickly. Uh, um, you know, when, you, when you're talking about sort of you know, uh, um, mildew and, and, and aphids and whatever. So, so, so it's the ability to be able to respond quickly. Uh, and sending in a, a load of guys with backpack sprayers uh, with, with cane that's six foot tall, you know, it's pretty hard to control anything. Um, it's fine when it's sort of, you know, knee high. But, but uh, um, so, so, the, so, so the drone uh, uh, technology has been very useful indeed. Uh, um, you know, it, has, it gives you a, a rapidity of reply, right. uh, the, the ability to do things quick. Really uh, so, so, you know, it's part of our new approach to cane, mm. which is, you know, we're on a volcanic island. It is very hilly. This isn't the sort of the, you know, river plains of, you know, Central Africa, or, you know, or, you know, South America. We can't use big machinery. Yep. It's a combination of manual and uh, automated um, you know, we've searched for you know, new ideas, you know, for whether it's for trailers to get the cane off the field, whether it's uh, grapples to pick up the cane, whether it's uh, uh, um, um, thumpers, they're called, you know, sort of yes. giant sort of lawnmower. I've seen thing. these, so, like these know, cane thumpers you have going through. That's a brilliant yeah. idea. It means, yeah. it means that, um, and this is the other thing, which is the final part I was going to ask you about that, um, was just the, how labour-intensive cane cutting can be and some of the scrutiny that certain distilleries have received from overworking um workers, you know, the rural farmers, uh, for cutting cane. And so your cane thumpers were an answer to that. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's hot, you know, hot work. Uh, yeah. There's no doubting that. But, you know, and remember, you know, also socially, you know, all the flat ground on Grenada, mm. you know, after the revolution or during the revolution, it's all been planted up with houses. So, so all the flat ground has gone. So, so, so it, it's basically the... Uh, slopes uh, that have been available to us in, in general. Mm. And, the, the, you know, you, those you cannot, you know, some of those that have to be done, have to be cut manually. Yeah. Uh, it also has to be said, some, some, some of our farmers prefer to use, you know, we try to give them, we try to get them to use uh, uh, um, weed eaters and things like this, but they actually prefer to use their, their, their cutlasses. Right. Uh, um, so, so, you know, old dogs, new tricks, uh, plus, at the same time, leading horses to water. There's two metaphors for you. Right. Uh, uh, um, so, 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 you know, we're not, you know, we're not forcing anybody to do anything. Uh, uh, um, you know, we're, 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 we're very pleased with our teams, um, and it's trying to encourage them. And, of course, you know, using cane thumpers is great when the cane is clean and, you know, it, it's, it's weed-free, uh, um, and it's, 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 it's all, you know, tickety-boo. 
Um, but with the delays in getting our distillery open, thanks to COVID, thanks to financing last year, and this, the delays in building, um, you know, some of our cane has got older than we would have liked it to be. Right. And therefore, it's harder to harvest. Yeah. Uh, so so w- when you're actually harvesting cane in primary condition, it's a lot easier. That's where the cane clumpers come in. Beautiful. So we're just going to move on because we, we spoke about the cane and, and of course, that important area. Yeah. Um, and it's fermentation. For me, this is kind of one of the That's most the important down, parts yeah. of... Um, it is the... Yeah, the um, most important. Yeah, some people think it's in the aging. Some people think it's in the no. distilling. Um, but for me, I no. pay special attention to the fermentation. And in your distillery, Correct. in the Renegade Rum uh, Distillery, your fermentation tanks blew me away. And my conversation <laughs> with Devon was—we spent about an hour in that room. <laughs> um, from temperature yeah, control quite... to—I mean, yeah. they were about forty foot. Um, they were they yeah, were horizontal, they right? And they were horizontal. Yeah. They they were allowing the the yeast to be happy in its, you know, purest environments. Tell us a little bit about what went into that and, and the fermentation and, and yeah, well, that's, just that room. That, that's that. You're absolutely right, Lisa. It, it, you know, fermentation is uh, the unsexy uh, part of of spirit production. It's the unsexy part, but it's where all the flavour is created. And therefore, it is the most important part. Mm. Um, but it all takes place in vats, and it's hard to see. Uh, uh, um, so so the, the principle here is um, that we want to be able to distill field by field. Right. So therefore, we have to be able to keep everything separate. Uh, so we need a large number of uh, fermenters, as, as you say, the 40 foot long, uh, um, which uh, roughly 40,000 litres uh, uh, capacity. Wow. Uh, and they're dueled. You'll, you'll notice that they're, they're, they're doubled up. They're dueled. Yes. They're linked side by side. That's right. Uh, so that if we, if we have larger volumes, we can, we can fill both, um, you know, but we can still work with just one on its own. So that's, that's for, 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 for um, uh, flexibility. They're horizontal uh, because um, fermentation can be, uh, you know, the, the, the principle of fermentation is you know, yeast eats the sugar and creates carbon dioxide and alcohol. Of course. And industrially, uh, fermentation is a, a bottleneck and people want it to, you know, to happen quickly. So if you've got a lot of sugar uh, and you put yeast in it, um, the yeast will go crazy and you'll get a very violent, aggressive, volatile fermentation. Yes. Which will, you know, the heat rises very quickly. Uh, um, the yeast eventually kill themselves quickly and the fermentation is over and done with. Mm. And then you move on to the next one. But that's a volatile fermentation. It's not good for purity. Right. If you're looking for purity of flavor, you need to be able to control the fermentation. This right. is what we learned from the wine world. Which is, if you stop that temperature rising too fast, if you are able to intervene to cool it all down, you can extend the fermentation uh, um, over a longer period, Mm. which, okay, it it assumes you've got the space to do it, uh, um, but it means you get purer flavours as a result. 
Yeah. And that's what we're after. We're after pure flavours. And it's the liberation of that flavour that, that occurs during fermentation. So they're temperature controlled uh, um, uh, so that we can intervene um, as, you know, as, as the temperature starts to rise. If it starts to rise too fast, we can just cool it down, just yeah. to extend it. This was... Uh, um, yeah, that was quite amazing. And I, I guess what just for our listeners' point of view, why this is so important is because Renegade is going to be uh, from pure cane, so it's not going to be from molasses. Um, it's really important to control that fermentation part because usually fermentation of a cane spirit is very short or, or sh is shorter than the molasses style. So uh, you, 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 you've also seen, you know, you know, some of the old distilleries, the very, very old ones, mm. um, and they have open-topped uh, uh, concrete or, 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 or wooden fermentation vessels. Oh yeah, yours is uh, um, And it's natural yeast, and 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 you know that that that. that that's all very impressive. And, of course, in those days, you know, they didn't have refrigeration. So, so you, you, you couldn't control yeast or, no. or, or fermentation. It, it, it was caesarized, just what happened. Yeah. Um, whereas now we have the, the, the ability to um, hygienically keep everything uh, um, spick and span spotless to avoid uh, contamination. Yeah, there was um, there was zero uh, space for contamination in that distillery yeah. completely. Yeah. I mean, well, from which, which, the pipes. I mean, it sounds it sounds on the one hand it sounds you know a, a bit sort of aseptic, a bit sort of sort of bland. But the principle is that any you know, in that climate, any yeast or any sugar is going to uh, start sort of uh, uh, um, um, being being propagated. Um, and, and some of those yeast flavors may be nice and some of them not so nice. Right. Um, so what we have to do, bearing in mind our origins are all different, yeah. different farms, 10 different farms you know, subdivided into individual terroirs. Um, we need to be able to treat each one the same uh, okay. without forcing the same outcome. Yeah. So it's equal opportunity for each day's or each terroir, yeah. but... We're not trying to force the same outcome. Uh, uh, that's that's a very important point. Um, so, so we need uh, uh, to be able to control uh, what happens during fermentation. Great. Um, and 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 so, so, so and they're horizontal um, instead of vertical because if you imagine like a Pepsi bottle, yeah. You know, if you shake up a Pepsi bottle and then release the cap, it all froths up. And that's sort of what happens in a, in a vertical uh, um, fermenter. Whereas if you lie it down horizontally, um, the depth is a lot shallower wow. um, and there's more airspace above it. And so you get, again, a, 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 a much more uh, um, uh, gentle fermentation. Yeah. Makes so uh, much um, sense. As opposed to a vertical one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things that uh, these, people these don't think about. It all goes together. You know, mm. any one of these things on their own is not enough. It's, it's no. all of these things taken taken together. So, so yes, we're pretty impressed by that. that, that that's, wow. Again, it's, I, I don't believe anybody's done it this way before. Um, I was there for an hour in that room, just stood thinking, there, going, yeah. and how does this work and how you know, does that we work? Didn't, what we, when, we, when, we, when we set this up at the beginning, the very first thing, the blank sheet of paper was, you know, we are not going to copy what anybody else has done. Right. Uh, uh, we're not. We're going to look at everything anew. 
everything from a fresh perspective. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, distilling is still distilling. It hasn't changed. The, the chemistry hasn't changed since uh, 800 AD. Right. It's the same chemistry. Uh, um, but it's you know, the one or two things you can do that are different along the way. So moving on, um, I spoke with, mm-hmm. with Devon about the yeast that he's creating, which sounds brilliant as well. So that, yeah. of course, will have a, 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 a another component to it. Our own renegade yeast. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um, and then and then we're going to, yeah, and he was saying that it can withhold higher temperatures so it, it stays alive. And there was just so much there. Mm. We can't keep our viewers for too much longer. So we're going to walk through um, from the fermentation and, and then we went into the um, into the still. still rooms. Yeah. And you've got this amazing Forsyth double retort um, still there and two continuous stills. Tell us a little bit about what you want those stills to do. And are we going to see blending done? Is it just going to be straight from the pot? What, what, what is going to happen? Well, a bit, a little bit of all of that, really. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, um, the, the the pot still, uh, um, the or, or it, it, technically it's an Adams still. Right. Uh, um, it is it, uh, um, uh, uh, that's you know, you know traditional uh, uh, um, distilling material. Mm. Um, and then we've got a column still, which right. which. The funny thing was when we were talking to for size about it, you know, they were saying, look, you know, if it's if, if you want to play tunes, you know, you can play more tunes on a very modern, you know, the latest column still right. uh, um, that you can do on anything else. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was I was pleasantly surprised to learn what I did from Forsyth. Um to include a column still into you know what I know best, which is which is pot still. Right. Um, so so we've got both, and it, technically one gives us the ability to distill a lot in a short space of time. Yeah. And the other the other way around, um, but the one that gives us the more flavour options. Yeah. Is the column still? Yeah. Uh, because of the ability to. Um, uh, extract and reintroduce uh, um, spirit elements uh, um, during the the, the, uh, the distillation process. And that's a, the, actually the area that I know Devon for. He loves all of that, playing around with taking it off yeah. earlier. To, yeah, so I can well, see well, that that's going to be fun. That's why we got on so well from the very beginning. Right. You know, this poor guy has, 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 has never been given the freedom yes. uh, to do uh what he can do and so so that's what i said you know we do here you go man you know this is what we're gonna you know it we're, we're gonna play yeah we're gonna play and, and a column still is a bit like a clarinet you, you you can play all sorts of different tunes uh, um and the the point is to lay down these spirits yeah um and then once they're in barrel then we can think what to do with them Got you. Uh, um, do we put this with this, that with that? You know, it, 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 that, that's 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 the creative phase. That's the next phase. But the first thing to do is to actually distill them and get them in barrel and let them do their thing. Um, and then we will see uh, you know, how we interpret what we've got. 
And that well, that brings me to the final um, part, really. In of course, we've got the aging, but we've also got the water. And I, I notice you have a well in the. Um, and I don't know, is it, are you going to use some well water, or are you still figuring out the water, or is the water? Well, we are a bit. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's 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 it, as it is. It's slightly too high in, in calcium. Right. Uh, um, and and and, and uh, calcium. Uh, um, and steel don't go well together. Of course. Uh, so, so, so we 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 we, we are uh, uh, working on a a, um, a system that that will that will help us uh, um, clean it up a bit. Yeah, Devon was telling uh, me a little bit about it's, that. It, it, it's water off the off the hills. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and did did Devon tell you about our all female distilling team, which I think is. I think the you told me one. about that some time ago, yeah. which made me I'm again quite, I'm very quite happy. That. We call them Devon's Dates. Uh, uh, well, that's, um, that's his surname. His surname by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, uh, um, so, so we're quite chuffed by that. You know, Brilliant. Our, our ladies, our lady distillers. Yeah, so, so, so that's, that's quite cool. Well, we're actually going to have him on the show um, when the first drop comes off the still. And, and it's a pack that Devon and well, I made, so I hope you don't mind. No, but it's not but, far away. Yes, I know it's away. not very far away. And um, and I was asking him, uh, and I'll ask you for the for the benefit of the listeners, um, that of course the first batch or the once you're happy with what you get um, mm. from the distillery, the first uh, batch that comes off will not, of course, be aged. Um, are you going to go straight no. to market with a type of Clarin style? Yeah, we, exactly, uh, um, because you know, it, just as we've sort of done with Waterford, uh, um, there's a lot of people interested to know, you know, what the impact is of different farms and different uh, uh, um, varieties of cane. Right. And so, so the idea was to, you know, is is to let people see what we're doing. Right. Because you know, we've talked about it, and you can talk and talk and talk all you like. But it makes a hell of a difference because you've got something in front of you that you can compare this one. You can contrast it with that. You can, you can cheese. You know, hey, they're distilled the same, but hey, you know, they're, they're, they're different. Uh, um, and that's what intrigues me. Yes. Uh, um, is I don't want to just sit there with something that's the same all the bloody time. Yeah. I want I want something that stimulates. That talks to me. Right. Uh, um, you know, I want to, you know, to be with somebody and saying, "Well, shall we? Let's try this one. Which do you prefer? This one? Oh no, no, no! Uh, 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 to discuss and debate and argue. Uh, uh, um, you know, to, to to me, that's where the real interest is. I'm uh, sure you'll uh, get a lot of that, that from the farmers. Sharing. They'll be like, "My yeah, farm's better know, than it, yours." Clear off. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but sort of, you, know, you know, here on Isla, I was, I was with, you know, with our first bottlings of Waterford, and uh, a farmer came, came along, and, and he said, well, tell me what it's all about. And he sat there. My wife was away, I hear, to us. And, and so we had one of the farms, and I said, well, you know, this is grown on a very sandy soil, so it should be fruitier. You know, we tried that. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's very nice. We chatted and chinwagged, and, you know, as usual, you know, in the kitchen, chin, you know, chatting away. And then before we known it, we'd finished our glass. So, we, so I said, look, look let, let's try another one. We'll try a different farm. Let's try this one. Now, this one should be slightly spicier. Mm. Uh, um, so we dry. Oh, yeah, good grief. Look how different that is. You know, yeah. They just, yes. It's just so wonderful. And, and we chatted away. And before you know it, we, we, 
and it, to me, that's exactly how it should be. Of course. You know, it's not something that you look at in a lab, and, and which, you know, of course, we all have to do. It's something that you share with people. And uh, that's, um, that's like why we Mike. really wanted you on the show, Mark, because the science of rum making and then, you know, the tasting and that sharing and yeah. that... And, you know, the, you're going to have the differences of terroir, the provenance, yeah. and, and getting people together. And that brings me well, to the... It's, f- it's not treating people as idiots, that's the yes. point. It, it, it's treating people as though they've got a brain, that they would like to be stimulated, they would like to uh, try things, they'd like to uh, know the answers, they'd like to understand what goes into it, they'd yeah. like to understand... You know, it, it, this is a different era, you know, we're, 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 we're in now. Uh, when, when people are informed, you know, they've got iPads, they can see you know, where the bullshit is. They can, they can look it up and find out. Yeah, the transparency is too. completely there with, that, with your distillery. Totally, totally I will say important. that from beginning so, so, to end. So, so we, we have total transparency. And it's no use having uh, traceability alone. Right. Um, you know, traceability that shows you, you know, that proves that this came from there and that came from here. That's terribly important. I mean, got all that data uh, in there. But it's also how you show that to the public so that they know they're not being bullshitted to. Yeah. Uh, um, that's that's why I, 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 you know, the key point is, 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 is you can't have terroir without uh, traceability and you can't have the traceability unless you're prepared to show it. Which is a transparent. Well, that's that's what you um, have. And yeah. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a great believer in that. The final part um, before we close up and just come to a conclusion about what yeah. Renegade Rum is going to mean to the rum world. Um, but the, the, the final thing I wanted to touch on was your aging and what do you intend for the aging? Because mm. looking at where you, yep. you've been with Renegade, the limited edition range um, and your, yep. the style of aging, which was finishing and was using really unusual yep. barrels. Are we going to expect something similar to that? Or have you got some other tricks uh, up your sleeves or are you, uh, yeah. is this something uh, you uh, can't uh, share with us no, yet? No, are we just going to have to wait? No, no, not at all. No, not at all. But it's a very, very uh, uh, interesting subject, finishing. It's something that, that, that both at Brookladdy we, 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 we were obliged to do. Right. And we, we, we also were obliged to do it with Renegade Rum at the time. And it's a question of what the barrels were used in the day when they were filled. And in both cases, the, 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 the sad thing is the industry was recycling barrels for right. economy purposes. Again and again and again and again. Yeah. Um, and of course, each time a barrel is used, its life, you know, is it, 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 leached away. Yeah. And it ends up with a neutral barrel that is, it might as well be plastic, for goodness sake. Uh, but that, and of course, there's no color to it. But ah, it doesn't matter because we're going to add the sweetness, you know, coloring at the end. So that doesn't matter. You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, um, so, so. Well, the, the, the single biggest thing I've ever learned in the whole of the spirits uh, um, game is there is no shortcut to having decent wood. Right. Um, now it means you've got to you've got to pay for it up front, uh, um, and that's a you know substantial uh, uh, um, cost. Um, which is why it's always you know uh, uh, mitigated. It's cost you um, a whole twenty there million. Is no shortcut. <laughs> There is no shortcut. No, You've yes. You've got to have decent wood. 
so 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 we are uh, um going to use you know, obviously uh, american oak right but you know thanks to waterford and, and you know we have a very very good supply yeah uh, of, of 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 wood superior american oak uh, that hasn't been sort of eviscerated and steamed and everything um, french oak too uh, um you know for color virgin oak for color uh, um, which is where the colour naturally comes from, the lignins, vanillins and tannins of the wood. Nice. So virgin oak provides the colour. Uh, um, French oak, a little bit of spice. Uh, um, American oak, a little bit of uh, um, um, creme brulee. Right. Uh, a little bit of exotic oak uh, for one or two other little secret things. Uh, um, so, 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 yes, we, 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 we've got a nice variety of, of, of premium oak uh, thanks to our suppliers and, and connections. Um, and, you know, it's something we need to learn uh, um, how, it, how it responds to, to, to our, our spirit. And that is something that can only take time. Yeah. Um, we know what the effects of these barrels are and what they do. Uh, but what we don't know is, is how it's actually going to pan out with uh, the spirit we put in them. So, so that is something that we, we, we you know, that's the, that's the excitement for Devon and for me to see as, 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 as time goes by. Right. I mean... But finishing, no, we're not going to be finishing right. because we started with the right wood. That's the point. Beautiful. And so I guess for the, for the world of people who love spirits out there and rum mm. lovers and the bartenders and everybody in the industry, I guess they'll just have to wait to get a drop of what's to come. Um, well, it won't well, be well, long now. You're almost have, there. No, the Claren we, we, Claren, we hope to have in Europe by September or October. Right. Uh, um, the bottles are, are, are on the sea at the moment. Uh, the first... Uh, Trial uh, uh, commissioning of the still um, is going to take place next week. Um, so we'll incrementally start uh, testing um, during August um, with a view to being, you know, distilling uh, um, in anger, so to speak, uh, by the end of the month. I, uh, it's, it's just so, well, I'll be there, first of all. <laughs> Be there with my heart, huh? Um, well, you, you will. I won't. I can't get I know. After I'm... all this time, after uh, all this time. All this waiting. All this, the trials and tribulations, you know, the disasters and the calamities, the, the tempest and the pestilence, everything. And I'm, I'm not going to be bloody there. You know, I, I, you know, it's it's uh, really... But I tell you who will be, and that's Graham Williams. And yes, of course, he will. Graham Williams is our man in Havana. And he's uh, um, our, our mutual contact because he is the guy that owns Westerhall Distillery yeah. and Westerhall Rum, right. which was the rum that we bottled up without him knowing or either, either of us knowing each other. All, all those years ago. ago. It was almost yeah, written, I'm telling you. Link. That's, the, that's the funny, it's serendipity. It, it happens is. all the time. You'll be amazed. Coincidence. It's extraordinary. Um, so yeah. just to, to finish up, I mean, for anybody who's listening and comes to Grenada, of course, um, get in touch with us here at Rumboat Retreat. But, um, I mean, we'll yeah. hopefully be there for the first um, 
tasting and uh, do a virtual tasting for everybody so they can get an idea. And then when it is in your region or in your home, you can grab it. I'll um, I'll get a list from Mark of the different places and who will be the distributor. Sure, it's it's going to be essentially to start with. It's going to be. Oh, I've lost him. I've lost him. No, I've lost you, Mark. Oh dear. Yep, he's gone. <laughs> How strange. Maybe he's cut off. Yeah, maybe that's his line. Just as we were finishing up, um, well, I'll finish up because he might not be able to call back, but it, it was wonderful having him. And um, just so you know, uh, you know, Mark is a fountain of information and we will have him back on the show and and one thing about him from Brookladdy to Murray McDavid his independent bottling line everyone who has ever bet against Mark Rainier has lost spectacularly and Mark Rainier is doubling down on terror in the rum industry he's doing new things challenging things um and some of the things that we have all spoken about um as rum specialists uh if you want more information or you want to find out anything to do with renegade and when when it is open to visit uh, please do get in touch with us at rum boat retreat mark even though we've lost you it was fantastic we got the the gist of everything else you were saying and we just want to say all the very best um for your first batch of distilling and thank you for choosing grenada as your place uh, for renegade rum thank you take care guys